Welcome into the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. I'm your host, Mark King. Friday edition of the show today, John Morant has it. He has it all, man. We'll talk about everything from John Morant and this Grizzlies team to the preview of the Utah Jazz and Mike Conley return on national televised ESPN game. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Pull up, jump shot. It's good. does it again. Three-point game. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. John Morant has got everything. John Morant is the real deal. I cannot believe three months ago, four months ago in the summer, people were actually coming on this show arguing with me about the idea of R.J. Barrett being selected over John Morant. People argue on Twitter. People are talking about it on national media. The idea that John Morant is not the consensus number two overall pick in this NBA draft, it is insane. We did a show after John Morant, after the Grizzlies got the number two pick, and I immediately did a show, remember vividly, recording in the hotel room, John Morant just, just gushing about the idea of John Morant being on this team, and we are, what, 11, 12 games into this season, and he's already had a game-winning block, a a game-winning assist, a game-winning shot. I mean, the the kid has done it all in literally the first month of the season, which is insane to me. Uh, he, he has gone through, obviously, rough stretches the past couple games. We talked about, you know, the idea of John Rapp being going through a few stretches here and there, but wow, man, he, he has... You know, bounce right back. I mean, he just really impressive. So, uh, want to talk about John Rant, obviously, in the first segment. We're going to talk about this the Grizzlies Hornets game as well. And the last segment, we'll preview the Grizzlies Jazz game coming up tonight. Mike Conley return. Um, I apologize for not having a show the past couple of days. As you can probably hear, I've been very sick. Um, and I'm still, honestly, still feel like shit, but that's okay. Got to power through uh, to talk about John Rant because I think it's important. I think we should have a show. So uh, I apologize if my voice sounds less than uh, less than normal, just not very good at all. Uh, but we'll make it through. Nonetheless, if you're not already subscribed to the show, make sure you go and do so in the whatever podcast platform you choose, Spotify, Stitcher. We we'll do the show every single day, so you don't miss any episodes. We'll have a, a it's a 20, 25 minute show, so it's easy to listen to wherever you're going in the city of Memphis or wherever you live. So. Make sure you go up, subscribe just so you don't miss any any episodes that come out. Also, if you're in iTunes, Apple iTunes, please go rate and review the show. really helps the show out. I really appreciate that as well. If you're not following me on Twitter, at King underscore producer, make sure you go and do that. Follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnGrizz. Make sure you do that as well. That's where we'll continue the conversation after the show. I'll be at the game tonight for the Grizzlies Jazz game. So uh, we'll talk to Mike Conley after the game. We'll talk to John Moran because um, John Moran obviously did this on the road. I wasn't there, and most of the, most media members weren't there. But uh, just, just really impressive. John Moran, 
in this Grizzlies win over the uh, over the Hornets, which I might add is a second win in the row. Grizzlies are now four and seven on the year, which at this point I did not expect that. I'll be quite honest. I I'll have to look and go back and see. And I'll, I'll do this maybe for next week's show. I'll try to keep track of what uh, kind of I predicted the wins and losses and see where that stacks up against the actual wins and losses of the Grizzlies. Right now, I know they're probably I think they're two wins more than what I had them at this point in the season. I think I had them two and two and nine. Is, is what I think I had him at this point in the season. I don't remember correctly. But either way, still impressive. Impressive wins over the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets are not a good team. They're also 4-7. More, way more wins than they I thought they would have as well. But the Charlotte Hornets are not a good team. Uh, the Grizzlies are, are not a fantastic team. Uh, not a lot of defense in this game. Uh, had a Grizzlies win a thir- have a 37-point quarter and a 35-point quarter from the Charlotte Hornets in the second quarter. Um, you know, generally... No defense to speak of, but a high score and, uh, you know, really uh, good offensive game for both teams. Uh, and, and this is a game that you would expect the Grizzlies to win, honestly. Like, to be real honest, like, you would expect them to do what they're supposed to do and, and win these games and, and beat teams that are worse than them. There are not a whole lot of teams out there this year, but you would expect them to get to beat teams that are worse than them. Uh, the Grizzlies, 58 points in the paint for this team. I mean, the Grizzlies are tied in the league for the most points in the paint per game. The only other team that is that has a uh, or, or the other team that's tied with them is the Lakers. So points in the paint are the Grizzlies and the Lakers at 58.4 points per game uh in the league. So uh something the Grizzlies really take advantage of and if you look at I might tweet this later but if you look at John Morant's shot chart, uh most of his um shots obviously come at the rim. That's his that's his game. And you got to keep playing that game, and you got to keep doing it until someone is able to stop you. But John Morant, twenty-three points, eleven assists. Uh, he did have four turnovers, more than you'd like to see. But um, ten for fifteen from the field, one from two from three. Uh, I don't know what else you really want from the kid, honestly. Like again, yeah, it's some turnovers. That's okay. That's going to happen when you when you have the ball in your hands that much, and you're as young as he is. But man, like, what else do you want from him? I mean, he, he his his ability to get to the rim is is so good. His abil- his handles, his ability to dribble and drive with the basketball. There was one clip where you know where he I don't know if you guys remember he went around the back, uh, dri- you know while he was driving or going around somebody. Like I mean, it's just it's so difficult to do those type of things, and he makes it look so 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 easy. I mean, his court vision is so good. His the ability to pass it out of traffic and through traffic is is so good. Like there is not much else to say about John Rand. I mean, I don't know what else you what what you can point to and say you need to improve on that. I mean, yeah, there are going to be spots in the in this in this in this season where he doesn't look like he, he did on Wednesday night, but the vast majority. I mean, that's going to be with any player though. You look in Mike Conley. Mike Conley started the 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 year off off. I mean, he was terrible. He had a game where he was like, Oh, for 11 from the field. Like there are going to be games in every player's career in every season where in stretches where they, you know, just a slump or whatever it is where they go through these stretches that they aren't good. And so that's not, that's not immune to John Moran in his rookie season. It's going to happen for John Morant. It's going to happen for every player. And so we saw that in the past couple of games. We talked about that and we kind of talked about it and framed it in the idea that it's a rookie, a rookie point guard, but that's, that's really not, um, you know, that's really not immune to any player. Like I said, it, it, Mike Conley went through it. Every player goes through it. So to see him bounce back and to be able to be this good is really, really impressive. 
I mean, what we're seeing from John Moran is, is I, I don't remember the last rookie. I mean, maybe I'm just recent. Maybe it's maybe I'm biased. I, mean, I don't really care, but I don't remember the last rookie that we saw that was this electric, this good at getting to the rim, this good at at handles. I mean, it, it, not in my lifetime. I'm, I'm not. I'm not an old guy, but like, um, you know, and I, I can't speak and I can't say I don't. I don't remember Jordan Michael Jordan. I was like six. Whenever he was playing, I mean, people say they remember Michael Jordan, but that's really not true. Um, like the first player I got introduced to was was Penny Hardaway, but that's because he was from Memphis, and so I don't have a whole lot of context to go on. But I, I could be wrong, uh, probably am wrong, but just out of recency bias, I just don't remember a rookie that is this this electric and and John Moran uh, just does so many things right, <clears throat> and he, he you know the 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 biggest thing about all of that. And all of John Moran and his ability and what he's what he's able to do on and off the court is that he's going to be doing it here in Memphis for quite some time. I mean, the next nine years. I mean, there's no way they're going to let him go. He's going to uh, be a restricted free agent. They're going to re-sign him. So, like, just think about that for a second. Like John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, all here in this in this in this city, playing for this team for the next eight nine years. I mean, that right there is is really unbelievable. It's it's quite. Um, it's fascinating and it's it's exciting. Uh, John Morant's going to be here for a long time, and and if they're able to just add a few more pieces around those guys, I mean, if you take out someone like a, you know, maybe a, you sub out a, a Dylan Brooks or a better Dylan Brooks, or if you have a better wing that's you know, or maybe again, if you have a better wing come in, we move Dylan Brooks back to the bench where I think that's where he succeeds can succeed the most. I mean, as a six man, like. Yeah, then you say, then you got yourself a, a a squad. Like then you start to think about what you, you're able to do. Then you you actually have a a team there that you're able to get something done with. And I think that that's amazing. I think that 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 part of it, I can't wait. I can't wait to see John Rant play more games. Um, but yeah, just just a fantastic game. I mean, first game winner uh, of his career. And you know, some some guards go through their whole career without having any game winners like that. Like some people. Some players never do what he's done ever, and he's done. He's had a game winner, he's had a, a, a game assist, a game winning assist, a game winning block. I mean, all these things like that is a that's that defines a player. Like the mo and and the, the most exciting part about that game winner is that he went right to the crowd and started pumping them up and and giving them shit for for yelling at him. I mean, he went just right to him and just started just mean mugging him like. That killer instinct from John Moran is the most exciting part about him. Knowing that you know, he just wants the ball in crunch time, knowing that he has that guy or had that killer mentality and the guy in front of him, and he can get around him no matter what. He has that thought process that I'm going to get to the rim, I'm going to score, and you can't stop me. And you can try, but it's not going to work. And that that part about it is is the most exciting part about John Moran's game for me this year is just seeing him want to be in those situations and succeeding in those situations. Not, not, you know, you see a lot of guys that want the ball at the end of the, at the end of the game that just can't produce, but John Rant wants the ball at the end of the game and he can produce. So like that part about it is, it's huge. It was just an, an insane game. Uh, I loved every part about it. And, and, and it was, it's awesome. Awesome to see John Rant play like that. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about this game, some other pieces of this game, who played well, who didn't. And then in the last segment of the show, we'll talk about that Mike Conley preview, kind of Mike Conley, Utah Jazz coming up tonight for the Grizzlies. During Thanksgiving week, my bookie's offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. 
Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got an extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. MyBookie will give you all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk. All gravy, baby. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting and sign up today. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code Locked On, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll, and that's on the top of a risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, don't miss this opportunity. Don't let it pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get on the action with MyBookie. You play... You win, you get paid. Welcome back to the show. Again, the Grizzlies, we're talking this Grizzlies-Hornets game. They win 119-117. Uh, we talked about the points in the paint. Uh, that's huge for the Grizzlies. I mean, that is their biggest That is their biggest strategy right now is getting the ball into spots where it's it's easy to score. I mean, they they took, uh, let me see, they made 17 three-pointers in this game. So, like, a lot of that was from the outside it was fantastic but again they still made 58 shots in the paint so uh, a very good just overall <clears throat> usage for this team you know between the inside shots the outside shots uh just overall great uh, ability to see everybody being able to hit from different parts of the floor marco Gudrech was was really really good 17 points for him i think this is the best game he's had all season long but just knocking down threes four from six from three like that's that's what marco is, is here to do Marco is here to stretch the floor. Marco is here to hit shots. So, I will love. I'd love to see Marco getting a really good rhythm uh, and really in, in space. And that a lot of that starts with with uh, John Morant. I mean, a lot of that starts with the assists. They're not from John Morant, but everybody. Like uh, also, the Grizzlies are top ten in assists per game. Uh, they had thirty two in this game to forty eight made baskets. That's really really good. I mean, that is a very very high assist uh, his assist ratio to made baskets. I mean that that part of the game is is really underrated and I don't think that I don't think that we talk about it enough on this show. I don't think that people in the media talk about it. Again, it gets written about it. Like that's really really big for this team. Uh they're excuse me, they're not top 10. They are tied for second. So the Phoenix Suns are first at 28.8 Los Angeles Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies are 26.9. So the Grizzlies are tied with the Lakers for the most assists per game, and they're tied for the uh, with the Lakers for the most points in the paint per game right now in the season. So that is huge for the Grizzlies. So I think that's big for also big for Mark Goodrich, who is a guy that is predicated on standing still and shooting the basketball, getting set. When you have guys like John Rand, even uh, Dylan Brooks can get you know can get the ball around. Tyus Jones obviously is very good at it, and he spends a lot of time on the floor with Marco Goodrich. Kyle Anderson is a very good assist and playmaker. That is huge for the Grizzlies. It's huge for Marco to get in really in stride and in rhythm. And if he can continue to start making those shots, all it does is help the Grizzlies. It obviously opens up the floor for John Rand to operate. It opens up the floor for Jaron Jackson Jr. to operate. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Speaking of which, uh, I thought it was was pretty good. I thought it was he also four from six from three point, and then his second game in a row. I believe the Spurs, he had three. I think he was three from five against the Spurs. Like uh, really embracing the outside shot, which I'm totally fine with. I am here. I'm here for getting the ball to Jaron Jackson Jr. on the perimeter. If you can't figure out how to get Jaron Jackson Jr. the ball in the post 
but a lot of times he is early post up, early position on his uh, defenders. If you can't figure out how to get the ball to them, which to be honest with you, I don't know why we can't figure that out, but happens every game at least a couple times. If you can't figure that out, then get him the ball on the perimeter. Let him make something happen. Let him let him drive. Let him shoot the ball. Whatever he wants to do, just put give him the ball on the perimeter. Let him go to work. He's that good. He can drive. We've seen him drive the ball from outside all the way to the bucket and use those really long arms to shoot over people, to get around people. Um, he's got a few moves that in his in his arsenal now. That little turnaround uh, spin that he's used a couple of times. So he's got tools to be able to get to the basket. So I thought that was great. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas was also really really good in only 23 minutes, 13 rebounds, 18 points. I think that's great for Jonas Valanciunas. I, you know, I think he's still limited because of injury, uh, some the, 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 the foot soreness, all that stuff from the from the early in the year, but. This is a little bit lower than you would probably normally play. Uh, you know what? He's already around, he's been around 27, 28. So that's something to note. But also Solomon Hill had a really good game. The best game Solomon Hill has had as a Grizzly, 18 points. Or excuse me, nine points, three for eight, three from six from the field, like or from three. Like, you know, like that's what you need from Solomon Hill. You don't gotta you don't he doesn't have to go crazy. And that honestly, Marco Goodrich is the same type of player. You don't he doesn't have to go crazy. Like you don't have to score twenty points a game. You don't have to score fifteen. You just got to score enough to be a threat when you're on the floor. When you score consistently, if you're Marco Goodrich, two three-pointers a game, three three-pointers a game, you score that consistently every game, you're on the scouting report for other teams. Other teams notice that. All it is is it's a threat to be able to make the shot. They have to close out the shot. They have to meet you at the three-point line because you're a threat to make the shot. And that is really all you need. You just needed to make enough points and score enough to help your team out 9, 10, 11, 12 points a game to also be a threat on the floor where you show up in the scouting report and teams have to recognize and have to respect that. That is really what you need from your three-point shooters, Marco. And if you're going to continue to play Solomon Hill, you need that from him as well. Although I think in time, those Solomon Hill minutes will get eaten by Josh Jackson. We can all hope. Kyle Anderson, I thought, was steady. Tyus Jones was this is probably the worst game that Tyus Jones has had. I'll put it like that. I mean, he's 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 fine, but this is just not what you needed from Tyus Jones. He's got to he's got to score the ball. You can't go out there and shoot. You can go 0 for three. He's got to score the ball something. He's got to do something. Uh, so I thought this was probably the worst game you, you saw from Tyus Jones uh, this year. But I think he's been so consistent and such a model for this team that I think you know those again go back to John Morant early in this the first segment. Those are going to happen. It's good. You're going to have ebbs and flows as a player. You're going to go into slumps. Um, you're going to, you know, you're going to play well. You're going to play bad. And those are just, that's just what happens in the NBA. Uh, right now, John Morant is killing it. Jaron Jackson Jr. is getting into the, uh, get into the flow of things where he struggled early in the season. So, you know, when Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, Brandon Clark, and those, you know, Jonas Valanciunas, when they're all clicking, I mean, ah, that's, that's a, you know, it's fun to watch, obviously, but it is a, it's a good squad. Like, it's a, very good players. Jaron, Ja, um, you know, you'd like to have something from Jay Crowder. He had a he had a bad game, thirty one minutes and only three points, and one for five from the field. But you know, when you get your main guys, Jaron, John, and Brandon Clark all on the same page and kind of going towards the basket and scoring the ball, like good things are going to happen. Only good things can come from all of that. That's for sure. Let's take another quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about this Grizzlies Utah Jazz game coming up tonight. Welcome back to the show. The Grizzlies take on. The Utah Jazz tonight at the Forum. It's going to be a nationally televised game. Uh, this is going to be a fun game. The Grizzlies are going to take on 
the Jazz with Mike Conley coming back to town for the first time. So that will be fun. Uh, if you're, you know, it, you got to get to them. You got to get to the forum. You got to pack it out. It's a Friday night game. Mike Conley coming back to town. There's going to be some type of video tribute, I promise, from uh, the Grizzlies. So that's going to be very cool. I don't know when it's going to be. Uh, probably between the first and second quarter, or something like that. So, um, you know, Mike Conley has been a, such a part of the, you know such a big part of this franchise for such a long time, and uh, you know he deserves the support. You know, I think uh, you know he, him being out there on another team doesn't make it. It any different? Uh, he deserves all the support and, and love from the fans that he can get because you know he he along with several other players, uh, you know who I'm talking about, Marcus Saul, Tony Allen, Zach Randolph. They they made this franchise into what it is. They defined this franchise. So uh, it's it's sad to see Mike Conley on another team, but it is you know to be honest with you, it is damn sure fun to see John Morant play. So uh, it's it will be interesting to see how the uh, old guard of the franchise faces off with the kind of the new guard of the franchise and what they're able to do uh, against each other will be really interesting to see because, you know, Mike Conley's just a good basketball player. So he's um he is a very crafty point guard. And so the, the Grizzlies are going to have a handful with Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, Donovan Mitchell, like all really good players. I mean, this, this Jazz team is a good, is a good team. And so the Grizzlies struggle on defense. They are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. They are 26 out of 30 in their defensive rating. Um, you know, they just they, they let their opponents score a lot, uh, a lot, 26 uh, in the league, 118, let their opponents score. Average 118 um, points per game, and the Grizzlies only score average of 110. So uh, the Grizzlies are going to struggle defensively because, you know, they if we, we have – talked about on this show plenty of times their ability to struggle in the pick and roll which is something that uh, they struggle with against the Hornets they struggle with every game and the in one high screen really like that's all the action to, that a team needs to get their guard into space and to and to really to operate so once Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell get into that space you know that's tough because Mike Conley gets into that space and you saw Luka Doncic who's passing to people who are, who are not Donovan Mitchell. Let's put it like that. And you put Mike Conley in that space, who is a very, very smart, crafty point guard on his own. He's got the hesitation dribble. He's got the floater. And then he's got Donovan Mitchell off to the side or Bogdan Bogdanovich off to the side or Joe Ingles off to the side. I mean, that there is a lot of potential uh, for offense against this team. So, you know, don't be surprised when the when the Grizzlies are, are not winning this game or are not in it because they're gonna have a big issue with with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they're gonna have a big issue with Joe Ingles. I mean, there's just there's just so much offense on the floor for those teams. And when the Grizzlies struggle in the way they do and its specific defensive schemes, I think this could be a real issue. Uh, the, the the Jazz are a very good defensive team. They're uh, second in the league in defensive rating. They are very good. They don't play fast, so. The Grizzlies play super fast. They are sixth in the league in pace. Utah Jazz twenty fifth in the league in pace. So there's a very there's a lot of discrepancy there. And so I think you can maybe maybe you get up and uh, you know maybe you start to run with them and maybe that changes the pace what they're able to do. Uh, but I think that's probably the only real advantage they have here is is trying to push the pace as much as possible so that so that the Utah Jazz can't really get set in the defense or they can't really get set in offense. Like just trying to make them play with enough pace 
they turn the ball over and are and, and get them out of their rhythm. That's probably their best course of action. That's their best way to, to, to beat, honestly, most teams. And so that's that's what they've been able to do in most games is, is just really play with some pace and, and play you know higher more possessions. Uh, but this will be a very, very tough task for the Gers. It'll be a tough task for John Moran. It'll be a tough task for, for Jonas Valanciunas against Rudy Gobert. Uh, just a lot happening with just a lot of good players on the other side of the ball that it's really hard to focus on one good player. We've seen the, we've seen the Grizzlies come in and be able to focus on certain wings and those wings. And that didn't work, but they have been able to focus on certain wings that are very good. Like focus on a, a Luka Doncic and trying to stop just him. It's trying to shut those, you know, one or two players down. I mean, you know, on this Utah Jazz team, there's, there's a lot of players they can go to that can get hot at really at any time that can, can shoot the ball really well. And Rudy Gobert is a very good defender. Uh, so like John Morant dribbling and driving into the lane, you know, he hasn't really met someone like Rudy Gobert yet at the, at the end of the lane. So a uh, shot blocker like him, that that's a big difference. And does that deter John Morant? From driving, I, I don't think it will because you've seen him drive on everybody. Uh, but once he gets blocked or knocked down for the first what what happens then? Uh, what's John Morant's best course of offense after that? Does that you know tie him to shoot more jumpers, which we've seen aren't as good for him, aren't as you know profitable for him, paying off uh, in the long run? And does, does that force him to shoot more threes where that's not his strong suit instead of going to the basket? So a lot of questions to be asked, a lot of questions to be answered tonight. I think they'll struggle to be honest with you. That's just kind of where I'm at. Uh, the Utah Jazz is such a good defensive team, and they they they're not <clears throat> again they're not a, a huge like pace team, but they're methodical, and they just have a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys that they're able to uh, to utilize on their starting you know in their starting lineup. Now, um, you know in their in their bench lineup, maybe that's different. The Grizzlies have one of the best benches in the league this year. I believe they're top ten. I want to say they're seventh or eighth. And bench scoring this year, so uh, I'd like to see how that plays out in the in the spurts and, and stretches where uh, Utah Jazz has their you know bench lineup on the floor and versus their starting lineup. If the Grizzlies are able to get some ground at that point in the game and really start to extend any lead they might have, that would be another point I would think would be really you know a good idea to try to take advantage of while they're out on the court. Appreciate you guys listening again. I'm sorry about the uh, missed episodes. Uh, as you can probably hear, still not feeling very well, but uh, got through it today. Uh, again, John Moran is awesome. I uh, love watching him play and continue to watch him play throughout the year. If you're not already subscribed to this ep- to this uh, podcast, make sure you go and do so. Whatever podcast platform you're using, it's out there everywhere. Just so you don't miss an episode every single day. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnGrizz. The show handle, my handle is at King underscore producer. That is where we continue the conversation after the show. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible T-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.